This is World to Win, bringing you the latest news and analysis from a socialist perspective. Welcome everybody back to World to Win. My name is Toya. I'm of course here with my co-host Yara. Today we have a very exciting episode. I'm sure you all have heard about the Union Drive in Bessemer, Alabama at the Amazon warehouse. Um, And we have some activists, we have some workers here to talk with us today. Right now, people across the country are watching what is going on down south in Alabama with this warehouse union drive. There's um, close to 6,000 workers who are participating in this drive right now against the richest man in the world, as we know, Jeff Bezos, whose wealth has grown immensely during this COVID pandemic. And the workers in Alabama are the reason that that has happened. They've been working tirelessly throughout um, the pandemic. And so right now they're fighting for better working conditions, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about what it's like working in an Amazon warehouse. Um, And this inspiring union drive is, is, like I said, being watched by people across the country and the whole labor movement will benefit immensely um, if, if they win. So we have a team of socialist alternative organizers down there right now helping um, doing different things with the campaign. So we'll talk about that. Um, And so here today we have Michael and we have Josh who um, work at a warehouse and are helping to lead the union drive in um, Birmingham and Bessemer. So hello to you fellas. I'm so glad that you could take the time to come on the show with us today. Um, So I want to start with you, Michael, you know, being a worker at the at the warehouse. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on on the ground there right now? Um, what's going on on the ground right now is that we're getting a, a lot of support, a lot of uh, excited people coming out the gate right now, a lot of vibes, and uh, it just sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, so Alon, you've been down there for a few weeks now. Uh, what, what's your take on the situation in, in Alabama? Yeah, things are going really good. Um, the, you know, the campaign is moving at a really fast pace. One of the things that Socialist Alternative is trying to help doing uh, to help do is, uh, you know, build more community support. One um, percent of the Birmingham population works at this warehouse. Two percent of the Bessemer population works at the warehouse. There's nearby towns. Three, four percent of the population live at the warehouse. So every, you know, so many people in the community know somebody who works there, and we're trying to mobilize real community support. We do canvases um, every night, every weekend, basically, um, and that's a big uh, thing that we're doing. And uh, but yeah, overall things uh, seem to be going well. I think. And Joshua, to my understanding, you've been there for quite some time. Um, how have you seen things progress over over your time being there? Sure, they've they've really progressed well, uh, incredibly fast the last two to three weeks. I think um, uh, to Elon's point, I think that the community canvassing, really the energy on the ground, is pushing through. We we had the president support was was good. All these different folks from the NFL to community, um, or well, to, to nationally uh, and globally even. Uh, supporting the campaign and sending solidarity. But I think to have this real community push right now, I think the workers really experience that support. They're feeling that it's tangible on the gates. And so, you know, there's an incredible spirit right now. Workers are leaving, honking their horns, yelling vote union. Yes, there's a lot of excitement, uh, especially with COVID has been such a challenge to get people together and really kind of get that energy going. But you can really feel it now. And it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's so amazing to hear about what's happening there. And I think I think something that's really glaring is that I think a couple of years ago, Amazon raised the minimum wage to uh, $15 an hour. And of course, this wasn't because Bezos is such a 
uh, has such a good heart, you know, it's because of an actual struggle uh, that went on. Uh, it was years of struggles um, that were led by low wage workers and also by socialists. And, you know, I think Amazon and also the corporate media use this, the fact that there's this minimum wage now as an argument against the union. So can you tell us a little bit about why this union is important? Why $15 an hour is not enough? And what are Amazon workers actually fighting for? Amazon workers are fighting for a, a lot of different things, I think. I mean, you know, uh, one is just like for dignity and respect, first of all. And you know what I mean? Just to be appreciated because um, we sit back at home and we look at the commercials come on. We look at the packages arrive on our porch, but we're not taking into mindset what goes on to get those things to your house at a timely matter. Uh, people at Amazon are fighting to be uh, at least uh, uh, contacted when their schedules change. Uh, the schedules changing in the middle of the night. When they're waking up, they're supposed to be at work an hour, hour early. Now they're late. They're being docked for this, you know, which is out of their control of uh, heat exhaustion going to, going on in there. Uh, COVID-19 hasn't been traced as it should. I mean, it's just a lot of issues. We already know money is an issue also, but we don't even really have to go there. It's just so many other things that the people have uh, to fight for. It, it's just as important as they finance that, you know, that they're just not, you know, fighting for just one in particular thing. It's several things going on. So, you know, this union drive is happening down south in Alabama in a town called Bessemer, as we've as we've talked about. And the majority of the population there are black residents. Um, and so therefore, at this fulfillment center, 70 percent of the workers are black and also many, many, many of them are women. Um, and as we talked about last week for International Women's Day, um, you know, women overwhelmingly represent essential workers um, and are having to experience these terrible condition, work, working conditions under, um, under COVID. Um, but Amazon itself tries to, you know, paint itself as being this diverse workplace. Um, you know, they're a super progressive company. Um, they even set up this Black Employees Network, you know, to try to show how progressive they are. Um, they say ridiculous things like Amazon is Martin Luther King's dream, which I don't even understand what that means. Um, but Martin Luther King was actually murdered when he was fighting to raise the minimum wage, something that, you know, Amazon uh, doesn't necessarily support. They just um, try to, you know, give their workers 15 to try to stop them from joining the union, as we just previously talked about. Um, so, Alon, maybe if you could talk a little bit about how this union drive in Alabama is relevant to the Black Lives Matter movement? And why are unions such an important tool when we're fighting for racial justice? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Amazon throughout the whole Black Lives Matter rebellion last summer kept on talking about how, you know, Black Lives Matter and we, you know, we agree with racial justice and all this stuff. But then they bring in a warehouse to a poor majority black neighborhood, as you were saying, Toya, um, and they think, and, and this wasn't an accident why Amazon brought what is now one of the biggest Amazon warehouses in the country to Bessemer, Alabama. They thought that they could take advantage of the population here. The warehouse's workforce is 80% black. As you said, it's majority woman. They thought they could come in here and say, oh, the state minimum wage is $7.25. We'll pay $15 an hour, but you're going to have terrible working conditions. It'll be 12-hour shifts with only a 30-minute break, but the warehouse is so big that it takes, you know, for depending on where you work, it could take up to 10 minutes to walk to the break room. You sit for 10 minutes, and then you walk 10 minutes back. 
Um, and so they could say Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter all they want, but a big thing that's being talked about uh, in the movement here is that Black Lives Matter at work. Um, and there's going to be a car caravan uh, literally uh, uh, this weekend about, uh, about justice and Amazon workers and Black Lives Matter uh, co-led uh, car caravan. And I think one of the messages that we're trying to send is that, yes, the state minimum wage is $7.25 and they're paying $15 an hour, but workers shouldn't have to choose between decent wages or decent working conditions. All workers are entitled to decent wages and decent working conditions. Um, and I think it shows that here in Right to Work, Alabama, um, again, majority black city, majority black workforce, uh, that people aren't taking uh, Amazon's crap anymore. And I know uh, just the other day, Mike and I were talking about how women are uh, even more disproportionately pro-union in the workplace than the male workers. Um, and this is fits in with what we've seen with the teachers, uh, you know, the teachers strike wave recently, and just women, and particularly black women, being on the forefront um, of the revival of the labor movement. So I know, uh, I'm sure Mike definitely has, has thoughts about that as well. Before we go to our next question, though, Alon, we are an international show. So can you explain to our international viewers what right to work means? Absolutely. Uh, so right to work means that uh, in a workplace, that if a union forms, not everybody who benefits from the union contract has to pay union dues. And this is an anti-union law designed to make unions less powerful. Um, and it's unfortunate because uh, the reality is that a union benefits all workers, but all workers have to participate in that process, not just with dues, but with active involvement, going to meetings, helping organize etc. Um, so that's what right to work means uh, in Alabama is a right to work state. And one of the things out of this union drive is uh, that the labor movement will be fighting to pass what's called the PRO Act, which among other things um, would, uh, would overturn right to work. I think it's just incredible to see how much, like how many of the laws, obviously generally around the world are meant to kind of stop unions from doing uh, what they do best. But it's, I think as an outsider to the US, it's just incredible to see how much is done like that. And I think one of the main things that is really, really out there when it comes to that is the fact that Amazon don't actually pay tax. <laughs> and that I think that the, the, the figure is that the workers pay more tax from the income, like the income tax is higher than the tax that Amazon, the corporation pays, which is absurd and disgusting. And I think Talking about that, obviously, our members of Socialist Alternative in the US, this is not the first time we're going head to head against Jeff Bezos. Um, and I think uh, the, the fact that uh, we managed to win some tax from Amazon in the last year, and especially that that tax is specifically going to fund affordable housing and also green jobs programs, uh, I think that is incredible but obviously there was not an easy fight and like they're doing now they used every trick in the book um to stop that and i think it's really important when we talk about amazon when we talk about jeff bezos to mention the fact that uh, our council member in seattle shama sawan is one of the main uh people who are fighting against him and obviously she's not doing it on her own uh, it's also due to the power of the movement of regular working class people who are fighting and that representation just pushing it forward and making it kind of like tangible in, in it in a very special uh, and unique way i think across uh, the world and uh, winning that tax is a massive victory and now because of those victories that we've been able to win i think the billionaires and the establishment are attempting to actually recall uh, sharma so 
I think this is uh, this is amazing to see how much unity and solidarity the billionaires have when there's someone who's actually accountable to working class people. It's 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 amazing to see, really. Um, so we we are and and uh, Elan and Toya, I'm sure, are very much aware of how much of I don't know, like an opponent Amazon is. So. I was I was kind of wanting to ask what what is it like to face um, Amazon like that and like you know it's a Jeff Bezos and Amazon they have the most money anyone has ever had in the world so can you tell us a little bit about how Amazon responded to the union drive and also kind of the tactics that they've used to try and discourage workers from organizing and what are we doing against it. Yeah, ultimately, um, they are very big and they have an endless amount of money. Um, You know, for 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 the rest of our world, money is a is an issue. Right. It's something we have to look at and and count and budget for. Um, And for them, it's not Uh, money is not an issue here at this facility, especially when it comes to preventing potentially their workforce from going union. Um, So they've 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 pulled no stops. Uh, some have estimated tens of millions. I, I think it could potentially be more if you actually add in the extra payroll they brought in just to try to prevent the actual uh, union drive from the beginning. But um, it's been a nonstop anti-union uh, drive from Amazon from the time that we showed up uh, October 20th on the gates really and began organizing um, and began really getting you know activists engaged and involved in the community Um it moved very quickly uh, to, to have a campaign that's almost done now that started in October is, is, is rapid speed. So Amazon really cranked up their anti-union campaign in November. Um, that insist, consisted of something that's, that's relatively uh, only happens in the United States as far as, as, as strict labor law goes, is that they allowed or, or are forced to go into what's called captive audience meetings. And so these workers, they come to get their paycheck. They've made a decision already that they want to form a union. They've already sent that uh, information to the federal government. Federal government has certified that. Amazon is still allowed to bring in these union busters and hold these captive meetings against workers' will. And so they have to go to the meeting or they'll be terminated. They, uh, they're presented in like a classroom style format where workers are just uh, inundated with just misinformation, uh, fears of losing their job, fears of being forced to go on strike, fears of losing wages, fears of losing benefits, um, really just uh, engaging in this very intense misinformation to confuse workers. Um, and then, you know, we would have activists reach out and they'd say, look, we don't, we don't want to attend this, you know, they're lying. And can we just throw the meeting and, and workers would do that. They'd stand up and throw the meeting, say, this is a lie. And they would, uh, the union busters would call those workers to the front, take a picture of their identification and kick them out of the meeting. And so for the rest of the workers, they quickly learned, like, you're not supposed to speak out in these meetings. So you're better to just stay quiet. It's really quite uh, terrifying. I would imagine if I was a worker there. As a union member myself, I can't imagine um, the experience of these workers having to sit through these terrible meetings that Josh just said, where you know they're fed all this misinformation and shamed for speaking out and, and saying how they feel. And you know, like being in a union, you understand how um, how important it is and how many how much more rights you have uh, when you're when you're in a union. You have protection, um, you know, especially for Black and Brown workers, for women. You can guarantee that you are going to get the same 
uh, rate of pay as everyone else. Um, and, you know, you can organize together for those raises, for that PPE, for, you know, um, quality breaks, lunches, etc. Um, but the the uh, campaign that Amazon is waging against the union drive is astounding. I mean, I even saw commercials on Twitch, which is, you know, the video game thing, YouTube, whatever thing that it is. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend. Um, but I saw the, the, the anti-union ads on there and it was the, ex the, the extent that they're going to try to get this message out that workers shouldn't join the union. You know, the union must be pretty awesome if the, the bosses don't want you to join it that badly. Um, you know, and our experience as workers um, shows us that, that Amazon can be beaten. You know, we talked about what has been done in Seattle, um, but just, you know, the rich labor history, the rich um, civil rights movement, uh, you know, that history that we have in the South, we know that we can make change. We know that we can win these campaigns. We can beat and stand up to these giant corporations, um, even if they are the largest in the world. So, Mike, I just, you know, want to end with you um, telling our viewers, you know, like I said, we have viewers all around the world. Um, and Amazon has workers all around the world. So uh, what what would you, if you were, you know, talking to them and hopefully some of them are watching this show, what 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 do you what do you want to say to them, um, you know, as they're watching and, and hoping that this uh, works out for the best? Well, one thing I can uh, just tell them uh, for everybody who's watching and just um, just allowing us to uh, stand up down here at Belsimer and and allowing them to start having the confidence that they can do the same thing. Um, I think the best uh, potion that they can get from this is to start believing that it does not matter where you're located at. It, it's, it, it matters about the person and the things that you're tired of tolerating and not just uh, accepting what somebody gives you and knowing what you're worth knowing that the things that you are going through are wrong. Uh, just like a senator said, uh, we should be looking to get in some good trouble. I hope our campaign is, is allowing people to see that it's time to get in some good trouble. Uh, just like she also said that it's our duty when we see something wrong to stand up for it, to speak about it. Something is terribly going wrong. Amazon is becoming this company that's soon to swallow up every little thing underneath of it. And if we don't take our place right now, we're going to be swallowed up in the system. So people are seeing that from our campaign. And, and my last request to them will be, do not give up. It doesn't cost you anything to try. It doesn't cost us anything to accept that we're better, especially black and brown people. It's time for us to stop being oppressed, to be able to gain some of these things that we have worked for, giving us the equal opportunity to be able to have positions in authority, to be able for us to be just respected on the level that you would want to be respected on. So right now, the labor movement is in full effect. And the labor movement is here it's alive and the labor movement is here for black and brown people. You know, Black Lives Matter. We just need to have this thing continue to go. And I just want to let everyone know to let's fight. 
Keep hope alive, like Dr. Martin Luther King said. So I want to thank you guys for coming on with us today, and um, hopefully we'll have you back soon. So now that we've gotten a view kind of what's going on in the Union Drive on the ground in Bessemer, we're here with Socialist Alternative members and also union activists. Uh, we've got Genevieve and James to talk about the importance of this fight for the whole labor movement. Um, so Genevieve is a member of the Massachusetts Teachers Association. Hi, Genevieve, how are you doing? And we also have James, who was involved in unionizing his workplace two years ago at the Carnegie Library at Pittsburgh. Hi, James. Now, before I ask Genevieve the first question, I want everyone who listens to make sure to comment. Were you involved in any strike or any industrial action recently? Last night, we're really interested to know what you, uh, what your experiences are like. So now that we got that out of the way, hopefully you're commenting away. Genevieve, what does this struggle at Amazon mean for the labor movement in the US, but also across the world? So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's a really great question. And um, and like, you know, this, uh, I think this union drive in particular would mark an actual turning point for um, the labor movement and um, for low wage workers everywhere. Um, Alabama um, and the South has been largely a non-union, low pay, where big business um, has shipped their operations um, over a long period of time. Um, and, you know, Amazon is one of the biggest corporations in the world, and they literally have endless resources to um, take down a union drive and have tried um, to over the course of this. Um, and, you know, if these workers were to win and to show that even in the most unlikely of places um, with huge odds and obstacles against them, um, this would provide, I think, many workers with um, the confidence um, and hope that they could do it. And maybe um, that it wouldn't just be for just warehouse workers at, at Amazon, um, in other facilities, but it would also show low wage workers in other sectors as well. I think like the issue around uh, a $15 minimum wage, like would um, would really start the pressure for that, for all workers to be paid for a $15 minimum wage, um, would it be mounted even stronger? Um, because all these people would be um, fighting for um, higher wages and Amazon has finally conceded to the idea that workers should pay, um, should get 15. Um, and so like that could also, you could see that that would, um, that would shift the debate about um, higher wages um, in general across um, the US. Um, I think also, you know, RWDSU is a relatively small union that's organizing these workers um, and that has experienced a lot of growth, um, but it doesn't seem likely that they um, will be able to organize more beyond, um, like they might be able to take on some more organizing, but it would be tough. And I think, um, already existing unions, um, it would be tough for them to take on like the mammoth of like how much organizing this would be. So you could also see um, a prospect of new unions being formed because workers see the potential um, that they didn't have before and that they maybe they want, they can't wait for the rest of the labor movement to be ready to organize them. So you could also see the potential of new unions forming um, out of this. And I think especially the idea of um, BLM at work um, is a huge deal and it's starting to expand. Um, uh, you know, it's definitely growing with this fight and, um, you know, the fight against police brutality um, and, and for black liberation, um, that this includes better working conditions, that it's like going beyond just what um, BLM has talked about in the past. And, um, and I think, you know, it really shows that we need structural changes to deal with, um, uh, to deal with the issue of racism in, um, in the United States. And I guess just the very last thing that I would say is um, I'm in the teachers union and, um, 
And, you know, we've across the country and other sectors have been hit really hard by the pandemic. Um, and, you know, in fact, um, I spoke with the AFT um, teacher local here and she was saying how like demoralized everyone is and it's been really difficult. Um, and I think, you know, a victory like this could really inspire um, teachers to get back out and see if we can't fight for safer schools that we can carry out the fight for better conditions for ourselves, for our community, for, um, for, um, for our students, et cetera. Um, and that, you know, there's many workers contracts across this country that are up this year. And I think if this was, you know, to strike a blow against a massive corporation like Amazon, like workers would be um, emboldened to also fight for more and expect more in their contracts um, in their contract fight for this. Um, for this, year. this has been such a great conversation, but I want to go a little bit to you, James, because you yourself are no stranger to the labor movement. You led the way in starting a new union in your workplace previously. So congratulations to you. That's super exciting. And I know extremely hard, but can you talk a little bit about why new unions are important for us to, to build in the U.S. and especially in the logistics industry like Amazon? Yeah, absolutely. You know, unions are the best tool that working people have, the only real tool to defend our wages and working conditions on the job. And whether you work at a library or an Amazon warehouse or in a school or an airplane factory, every worker needs a union and everyone has to fight to get one. And what we've seen over the past few decades is there's a big decline in the number of workers in unions. There was at a height of nearly 30% in 1955, right after the CIO of the Congress of Industrial Organizations organized tens of millions of workers across the country. That fell to 20% in 1983, and it's down to just like 10.5% today. And in the private sector, like Amazon, it's even lower. It's just 6%. So part of rebuilding a fighting active labor movement we need militant, democratic fighting unions, rank and file control over our unions, but we also just simply need to rebuild the unions and begin to re uh, reverse this trend. And the decline in the number of workers in unions who are organized is directly correlated to the absolutely enormous growth in economic inequality, the slashing of public services, and so many of the other like crises that we as working class people face day to day. And you know, luckily there's tons of interests right now in unions among many people. And I think among young people in particular, despite having in some ways the least experience with them, <laughs> right? Because of the declining percentage of workers in unions, people recognize the disastrous economic inequality that's going on, uh, the exploitation that we face as workers in the workplace and are, are searching for a way to fight back and there's a, a growing interest in them. And I think the amount, amount of national media attention and everything else that this drive in Bessemer, Alabama has been getting is actually a really good reflection of this, right? So like there have been like really reputable polls lately in the US that show that 65% of people approve of unions, which is like sky high in the United States. These are record numbers. A majority say they join a union if they are asked, which is really cool. And, you know, during the pandemic and the upsurge, the Black Lives Matter upsurge that we saw last summer, we saw lots of walkouts, even wildcat strikes and other kind of workplace organizing and workplace action take place. And this is kind of like the latest chapter in this wider resurgence of the labor movement in the US that's happened over the past two or three years after the West Virginia teacher strikes. Um, but we need to keep that sustained through organization. And the key organization, again, that working class people have is unions. And we need 
to bring people into big unions. We need to fight for them to have democratic structures, active rank and file participation, and all the sorts those sorts of key ingredients that go into making them strong. And I don't think there is particularly any more important industry or sector of the economy to unionize and bring more workers into unions than, than the logistics industry, which the Amazon warehouse is part of. So at least 5 million people around the country work in shipping and logistics. So these are warehouse workers like the ones here in Alabama, but trucking, transportation, shipping of all kinds as well go into what's called logistics. And there's been an enormous growth in this sector of the economy over the past couple of decades. Uh, some of the workers in this industry are unionized, like there's a quarter million workers in the shipping giant UPS represented by the Teamsters, but many, many more are not. And a lot of those, of course, work at Amazon, which has over a million employees now in the United States. And all of these logistics workers, whether union or not, are critical to the modern capitalist economy. If they don't drive the trucks, package the products, and move the boxes, the economy quite literally doesn't work. It doesn't function, right? And this is even more of a case over the past year since the start of the pandemic as online shopping has dramatically increased and most people have come to depend on it. So it's really a critical task that we organize these workers in the logistic industry because they're the beating heart of the economy. They have their hands directly on like the, the command center of the economy. And if they're sufficiently well organized and conscious of their of their place in society, they can move mountains, you know, and play a really powerful role uh, in transforming society and the labor movement and putting it back on the offensive. So Genevieve, earlier in the show, we talked about the connection between Black Lives Matter and what's going on in Alabama. I was wondering if you could go into a little bit more depth about the role of unions in fighting racism, because sometimes it doesn't seem like the two are so connected. Um, but as history has told us in the past, um, unions have played a role in fighting against racism. So can you expand a little bit on that for us? So I feel like I might need extra time um, almost with this uh, with this question because um, you know it is probably the central feature and like one of the most important questions today um, facing the labor movement and um, and um, the Black Lives Matter social movement that's existed. Um, I know that in my union um, we've discussed this over the last number of years, um, and you know as a teacher, um, you know we we get bogged down a bit. And um, that like, oh, we can introduce things like in the curriculum and that um, we want to expand things that, talk, you know, a history that talks about many cultures or racial justice lens and take on that stuff. Um, but really, like the teachers unions in general can play an even bigger role. And I think um, the unions, um, unions in the labor movement in general can play an absolutely essential part in fighting um, racism. And I talked about it for a split second before, but, um, you know, unions in general, James talked about this, is that like they act as you know, a union uh, unifying force for um, workers to come together, um, act in their own interests, um, rather than trying to fight the bosses individually. And so like, that's really um, a, uh, an essential uh, part of things, but um, our real power um, falls in the, our ability to shut down production and limit, um, you know, profits and big business and, you know, refusing to work. So um, the way that unions become even more powerful um, requires that we try to get the broadest participation um, by working people and um, that would not be possible um, if we are divided by race um, that's you know there's been um, the old divide and conquer tactic by the bosses um, uh, that they use over and over again um, and it makes it way harder um, to fight for um, the basics that we need um, like you know whether it be a 
in our workplaces, our healthcare, um, et cetera. And, um, and that's been a big barrier um, over, over the years. And so to build a united movement means that we can't, um, you know, it does not mean that the demands of black and Latino workers should not be like subsumed into just economic demands of like the union and stuff. But it means that um, organized labor should take up the like actual demands um, of black and brown and Latino workers, um, including um, a labor movement that um, fights for the overarching um, economic demands alongside of like specific demands that impact black and brown um, our brothers and sisters, like, um, you know, racist policing, uh, segregationist policies and housing, education against the far right, against white supremacy, um, against racial violence, um, et cetera. These are issues are, um, are really life and death for, um, for these folks. And like, you know, they harm all of us because they keep us divided and it prevents us um, from uniting against um, the bigger um, system that's keeping us all down. And like folks like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are the ones that are um, really benefiting off of the fact that we've been um, divided along these lines. So um, this division um, has played uh, an important role in us in actually preventing us to gain, make big gains um, in this country, um, like getting um, actual like universal health care or, or having a party that represents us like a workers party. But I think it's also like this is a new um, kind of a new day that if unions are um, when they have traditionally um, uh, fought for um, bigger interests in society, that they have won way bigger gains. Um, and so that goes along the same way with how if we fight for um, real change um, in the structural racism that exists in um, in the U.S. and um, in other um, countries that that will also um, only strengthen the labor movement and that we can play a powerful, um, a powerful, be a powerful force in that. Yeah, I think it's a really important point. And I think the connecting the way that these like social movements have progressed in the past year or even more than that to the labor movement is essential. And I think it's so like we've talked throughout this episode about how important it is, um, the, 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 the struggle in Alabama uh, how important it is for the labor movement generally, but also for society as a whole. So I think the vote in particular is really, really important. And I think people all around the world and around the US, especially uh, union members and union leaders are really like the, the one to help because it's so significant. So James, can you tell us a little bit about what people can do to help this uh, vote and this struggle? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, a great question, because there's been an incredible outpour of solidarity for this campaign so far. It's really captured the imagination of people around the country, both union and non-union alike, who know now about the obscene profits that Amazon and Jeff Bezos have raked in during the course of the pandemic, especially, and the fact that they pay next to nothing in taxes while working class people everywhere are barely scraping by. And like I was talking about a couple of questions ago, you know, there's a real enthusiasm and interest in unions right now in a way that we haven't seen in years. And even if a very small percentage of workers are unionized, people recognize their importance and they want to be unionized. And they know that unions are a tool, perhaps the most important tool uh, that we have to fight back against so many of the problems here in society. So people around the country are so inspired by what these work workers in Alabama are doing and really want to help. And like we've been talking about, you know, if there's a wind down here in Alabama, it could lead to a wave of unionization in Amazon warehouses around the country into the broader logistics industry as well, and potentially even beyond. 
And right now, I think it's critical that the labor movement goes all out to support this campaign. Too often, we have a union leadership uh, in our unions, which are kind of hesitant about going on the attack. But right now, we need to be bold. And rank and file workers all around the country are helping point the way forward in lots of ways. And, you know, even if there is a loss, I think there'll be uh, it'll be a victory in some ways still just because of the increased recognition and awareness of the importance of unions. It will have entered a lot of people's minds that this is something that we need to do. But in the event of a victory, which I think is very much possible, you know, we've got to get ready to go all out and start to unionize Amazon warehouses everywhere. In terms of what people can do to help support this campaign in Bessemer over the next few weeks to, uh, up until the final vote day. So first off, I mean, whether you're in a union or not, you should be talking to your coworkers and friends about this union drive and why it's so important and why every working class person has a stake in what's going on here. And you should be sharing information about the union and what's going on here on social media as well. All of that's really important. If you are a union member, you can try to get your local to pass a resolution or a statement of support for the campaign. And I think what's a really cool thing and a really important one is that there's gonna be a national day of action on March 20th here coming up in uh, just over a week from now. There's gonna be rallies all around the country hosted by unions and other organizations, including ourselves and Socialist Alternative. And these rallies are gonna be in solidarity with the union drive and helping let more people know that this is going on and bringing more people into the campaign. And so I really encourage everyone to try to keep an eye out for those. I think we're going to be held in major cities everywhere and try to get out there and attend one if you can, because every single working class person has a stake in this campaign. We need to go all out for it. We're already seeing a huge wave of interest and solidarity and support from around the country. And these last few weeks are going to be critical. And we've got to keep that up because it means a lot to the workers as well to know that people everywhere around the country see their fight as our fight and that we have their back. I want to thank you so much, James and Genevieve. This has been such an excellent discussion and keep up the good work that you're doing down there. Now we're going to go to our shout out. And this week we've been involved in so many things in the International Socialist Alternative that we have two shout outs this week. The first one is going along with our theme of the U.S. In Worcester, Massachusetts, we have our Socialist Alternative section there who is participating in a strike of 800 workers at St. Vincent's Hospital, which is owned by Tenant Healthcare. You may have heard of them. They are the largest healthcare, one of the largest healthcare corporations in the, in the U.S. Now, on the day that they announced their $400 million profits for the year, that's when the nurses authorized their strike. Back in 2000, they were on strike for 49 days. So hopefully it doesn't last as long, but our members are out there helping these nurses fight for um, safe staffing for patients. They want one to four staffing um, and an increase in the stat nurses, which are the nurses who are specially trained to get patients from the ER back to their room, um, you know, to the OR, things like that. It's really inspirational, the work that we're doing there. Um, and we also organized $1,000 to come from another um, nurses union to help their, their solidarity fund. So if you yourself want to help to their solidarity fund, um, reach out to Socialist Alternative in Worcester and we can make sure that that happens. So shout out to our Worcester comrades. Yara, do you want to let us know what our second shout out is this week? Yes, I do. Uh, our second shout out is exciting, but I guess more sad than uh, this one. Basically, there's been a huge case in Israel and Palestine recently where a 21 year old man raped a 13 year old girl in one of these like COVID hotels. 
and the prosecution decided uh, uh, last week to not prosecute him for rape, but instead pro- prosecute him for statutory rape, which is abysmal in any way that we can even perceive it. And people on the streets agreed that it's abysmal. Our section in Israel-Palestine organized a protest that had dozens of people um, uh, in on Friday. And it's so amazing because already right after the protest, the prosecution uh, said that they're going to meet uh, again and they kind of had an urgent meeting to uh, consider changing um, the charge to a rape charge. So I think this is, uh, regardless of what happens, this is already kind of like an example of how us fighting on the streets can actually win things, even uh, when it comes to, you know, the court system that is by no means helpful, progressive, especially when it comes to um, uh, sexual assault and to women generally. So uh, I just want to give a massive shout out to our members in Israel and Palestine for organizing this protest that moved so much already. And hopefully we're going to see good results out of uh, the urgent meeting as well. But obviously this is not the end. Uh, Prosecuting one person for one rape is not going to change the system. And I encourage everyone who wants to know more about our position on these things to check out our latest episode, episode 33. Uh, where we talk about kind of the, the latest struggles around the world against sexual assault and against domestic violence as well. So I think this is the end of our show today. I want to thank everyone who has been on the show and everyone who commented and everyone who has been watching this with us. I uh, can't wait for uh, next week, same time, same place. See you there. This is World to Win. Every Sunday, we broadcast with speakers from across the globe, bringing you the latest news and analysis on the fast-moving global events from a socialist perspective. Subscribe to the International Socialist Alternatives YouTube page and click the bell to get notified when we go live for a new episode. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram because there's a lot to do and we have a world to win. When we fight! When we fight! When they fight! Solidarity!